Welcome into A to Z Sports, powered by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Jack Gentry. In for Zach Bingham on this Friday. Uh, we are in A to Z Sports, Nashville's on-demand sports talk network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Also, make sure you hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, where we share uh, those links to every show on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, make sure we got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us uh, and they help out you guys. Wilson County Hyundai, if you're looking for a brand new vehicle, uh, check them out at wilsoncountyhyundai.com or go see them in Lebanon. The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's uh, destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care and Farm Bureau Health Plans. Get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. They've got better service, better rates, better coverage. Learn more about a health plan for you at fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. So, Jack, we've talked a lot of Titans this week. We've talked the A.J. Brown ridiculous rumors. We've talked uh, about the Titans finding a perfect fit in the first round with a wide receiver, Traylon Burks, out of Arkansas. We talked yesterday about the Titans uh, losing a secret weapon that they had on defense with safety Dane Cruikshank going to the Chicago Bears for a very cheap deal, one year, about a $1.5 million deal. Uh, so that's interesting uh, that that figure came out after the show yesterday, but only about $1.5 bucks for Dane Cruikshank, uh, which is uh, pretty comparable to what the Titans paid A.J. Moore. So now let's take it a step further. The Titans have needs, I think we understand, in the draft, high needs at wide receiver and on the offensive line. Uh, they also have needs uh, in depth wide receiver. And with Dan Cruikshank leaving, we know they need somebody to cover tight ends that you can count on. And so I think it's interesting because the Vols have two guys who I think fit a couple Titans, really three guys that fit a couple Titans needs that are draftable players. Cornerback Alante Taylor, who's number two right there on your graphic. Uh, number one, wide receiver Vellis Jones Jr., and then offensive lineman Cade Mays. Uh, you know, I don't know if Cade Mays is a fit. I think he is a mid to late round interior offensive lineman. So if the Titans want to find guard depth, I think it would make sense for the Titans that be interested in Cade Mays, maybe in the fourth round to maybe compete for that left guard spot with Jamarco Jones. But I find it very interesting with Velas Jones Jr. and Alante Taylor, who might be able to fit specific needs with this Titans team, Jack. Yeah, it's interesting. And when you bring up Cade Mays, you immediately think back to what happened last year in the draft. Trey Smith was on the board forever and ever. He had a medical condition a lot of teams were worried about. Ends up going in the sixth round and being a huge contributor to the Chiefs offensive line. Sure. And really is, is kind of a cornerstone in helping rebuild and reshift that thing for a pretty cheap cost considering he's on a six-round rookie deal. So it'll be interesting to see if lightning can strike twice in that department in the interior O-line from Tennessee. But uh, there, there certainly are a handful of guys in it. And, and it may not be in day one or day two even. There, there could be some late-round guys out of Tennessee that the Titans could find good use for. I mean, you mentioned Vailish yeah, Jones Jr., uh, Alante Taylor. Both of those guys could contribute next year in the NFL. I mean, Vailish Jones Jr.'s speed is a huge huge attribute for any offense any special teams in the league and Alante Taylor his athleticism and versatility on defense uh, could really help a secondary wherever he lands even special teams if that's where he has to start so a lot of interesting options coming out of Knoxville 
But I do think that there is a guy the Titans should be considering. Okay. All right. So uh, I'm curious to see, uh, Jack, what you think about that. Because Vellis, and, and Jake brings up Vellis Jones Jr. will be 25 years old in May. Yeah, I think, I think he was in college for at least six years. Yeah, he, but, he's Tennessee football's John Fulkerson. Right. And and so, but he also started his career at USC. So Vellis Jones Jr. is a has been a high, was a high, highly recruited guy out of Alabama coming out of high school, goes to USC, transfers away when there was a coaching change there. And now he's been with Tennessee for uh, a handful of years through COVID, through coaching staff changes in Knoxville as well, but has been able to thrive. And I don't care how old you are, dude's fast. Bellis Jones Jr. is fast. And how about this stat, Jack? Bellis Jones Jr. leads all draftable wide receivers in this class in yards after catch per reception. <laughs> How about that? Bellis Jones Jr. leads all wide receiver draft prospects in this class in yards after the catch per reception. That's stupid. Do you know what? I, I asked you an over-under before the show about our, our expansion. Do you know, get, I want you to guess how many yards after the catch average does Vellis Jones Jr. Did, did he have last season for the Vols? Average yards after the catch per season, per catch, I'm, excuse me. There was a play against Tennessee Tech, I believe it was early on in the season last year, where he caught a ball, maybe it was a 15, 20-yard pass, and then just torched the secondary all the way to the house. I, he didn't catch a ton of balls, but I know he ended up somewhere around like 700 yards receiving, I believe. Um, so I, I want to say yards after catch, right? Average that, yards per catch, yards after catch per reception. Per reception. Okay. So Give, I'm going to go find his stats real quick. Um, let, let's let see. me, let me throw out a guess okay. and I want to hear, I want to hear some guesses from the chat as well. How many yards after the catch per reception do you so, think? In, in, in 2021, Vellis had 62 catches for 807 yards. That's an average of 13 yards per reception, right? So an average of 13 yards per reception. Uh, and he had seven touchdowns this past season. So how many uh, how many average yards after the catch did he have? So I I'm was going to man say 1.5. Uh, Dawson L. White, uh, Don Sinel White, excuse me, says 4.5. Look, 21 is ridiculous, and Eric 20 is ridiculous. Corey <laughs> I, says okay. Corey says nine. I was gonna flip the 21 and go 12. Excuse you're gonna go 12. Well, the, the it's it's nine, it's he's over nine yards uh after the catch per reception, which that's, leads that's wildly impressive. So he basically catches the ball and then gets you almost another full first down. Who wouldn't want that? Is the thing, and I know that you know. His biggest area where he needs to improve is route running, but you can't teach speed, Austin. You can you can maybe you, you can maybe you know whittle away the edges on his route running game, but you can't teach elite speed. Not at the not at the NFL level. Every single team in the NFL wants speed on their roster. We saw the Titans want you know, go after speed in the secondary um, in the last two seasons, two off seasons. They could use some speed on offense as well. And this is an offense, by the way. Todd Downing has been getting a lot of heat this offseason. 
it was a predictable, it was a boring, it was a bland offense. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a Vilas Jones Jr. on that side of the football where they could send him in motion, bring him on into rounds, send him deep down the field where he could stretch defenses vertically and make huge plays down the field for the Titans. They didn't have that guy last year. So to bring a guy like Vilas Jones, Jones in with that elite speed, and we're talking there were eight dudes at the combine that ran under a 4-4. He had the second fastest time with a 4-3-1. Yeah. So not only is he in the upper echelon, but he's in the elite of the elite when it comes to speed at that position in this year's draft class. Really, in the NFL, he would be one of the fastest guys on the field. So I I do think that that would be a secret weapon for Todd Downing. And he doesn't have to be out there every single play, right? You use him situationally where you can get the most bang for your buck out of a a day three draft pick. It, It makes sense to me. All right, so MB says, Austin, stats are so misleading. A couple of deep catch throws throw off the average. No, I mean, when when you say that Vellis Jones Jr. leads all college draft prospects at his position in yards after the catch average per reception, everybody's playing under the same rules, MB. It's that it's not about deep balls. It's about him catching the ball and running after the catch. So, like, that's not misleading. That's legitimate. Now, if you want to, if you want to say something where it doesn't matter, you can say, "Well, that's what Josh Heupel's offense is set up to do in creating yards after the catch uh, situations." But what do the Titans love to do? Create yards after the catch situations with their play action bang routes with uh, AJ Brown, you know, quickly over this over the middle of the field. And so, Velas Jones Jr. I think somebody asked, "What's his size and weight?" He's listed at six foot, 200 pounds. Mm-hmm. I think he's probably a little under six foot, but dude's pretty solid. Like he's a thick player. And so I think he can be used in a bunch of different ways. He can be used in jet sweeps, reverses. Uh, he's thrown the ball a couple times on some gimmick plays uh, from the Vols. So uh, Velas Jones Jr. I think is a legitimate later round, mid to later round draft pick option for any NFL team. And he also... Uh, is a very good return specialist because he's had a couple se- couple games uh, where he has uh, returned punts and kickoffs. He's had one kickoff return for a touchdown at Tennessee, another one while at USC. Uh, so so Velas Jones Jr. can fill a Titans need. Another Titans need that we talked about yesterday was Dane Crookshank covering this tight end position and being out. Alante Taylor is a big body physical cover cornerback and Blaine Bishop, former Titan safety who with one Oh four, five, the zone, our friends over there uh, thinks that Alante Taylor could transition into being a safety in the NFL and Blaine knows Alante. And I, I find that intriguing. Alante Taylor could be your big slot guy to help cover tight ends. And he is probably going to be drafted ahead of Ellis Jones jr. So here's the question I want to I want to dive into. Titans fans, which of these former Vols do the Titans need more? Which former Vol fits the Titans' needs more? Bellis Jones Jr. or Alante Taylor? That's Bellis Jones Jr. or Alante Taylor. But first, let me tell you guys about Farm Bureau Health Plans, fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. That's fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. I know a lot of you have checked out the website Continue to check that out because they can help you out with your health plan to get better coverage for a better rate and also have better service. Jack has done it. Zach Bingham has done it. You can do it too, multiple different ways. Have a Zoom call, have a phone call with one of the representatives, 
or walk into one of their 200 plus locations across the entire state of Tennessee. So go check them out. Zach has saved over 20% on his health coverage per month since joining the Farm Bureau Health Plans team in early January. So check them out, fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. That's right. And if you're a sports better, you need to check these guys out. Bet MGM, it's the king of sports books. You guys know this. If you're into sports betting and you don't have the Bet MGM app on your phone, you're truly doing it wrong. Download the Bet MGM app as soon as the show ends. Use our promo code that you see on your screen, A to Z Sports, and you'll receive a risk-free bet up to $1,000. We're going to talk about something a little college basketball coming up on our next topic. So uh, maybe that's where you want to spend your, your risk-free bet. I don't know. It's up to you, and it's all risk-free. Download the BetMGM app and use promo code A to Z Sports. Make sure you cash in on this great offer. One th- up to $1,000 in free bets. Do it as soon as the show ends, guys. All right, so which of these former Vols fits what the Titans need more? Is it Vellis Jones Jr. or is it Alante Taylor? And so I'm, I'm, I'm curious uh, where people uh, go with this. Uh, Josh's Taylor is – Alante Taylor is perfect for covering tight ends because I don't see him as an outside corner. And look, Alante Taylor likes to be physical too. Steven says Vellis Jones Jr. Kenneth is going with Cade Mays. And I think Cade Mays could be a mid to late round draft pick to battle for – uh, a left guard starting position, maybe. I mean, I don't know how if the Titans would want to start a rookie out of the gates on the interior line, but I think Cade Mays could be somebody who does that maybe in the fourth or fifth round. Charlie Arp says Alante Taylor. Uh, David says Alante Taylor. Jacob says Taylor could for sure play the nickel slash dime over corner. Uh, Velas Jones Jr. from Alonzo. Uh, there, Titans Kyle says Velas Jones Jr. G-Man says Jones, but only if in the fifth round. Yeah, I think. I think here's kind of how I feel about these guys. I think Alante Taylor's a top 100 type prospect. So he's a third round pick for the most part. I think Cade Mays is probably fourth or fifth round. And I think Vellis is probably fifth round. So yeah, that's, I mean, the Titans have multiple fourth round picks and a third round pick, multiple fourths and a fifth. So the Titans have a lot of picks that they could go and take one of these three guys where they're not going to be over drafting or reaching on any of them, right, Jack? Yeah, you're right. And it, it's tough when you're drafting in day three in, in those rounds, five, six, seven. You're a lot of teams are drafting for either depth or somebody to come in and maybe push somebody else a little bit more and put, you know, light a fire under them. And I think there are a couple options on the Titans roster, a couple guys that could use that fire to be lit under them. I'll start with Cade Mays here. I don't know that it's the right time to take Cade Mays. Um, I, I don't think the Titans are in that position where they need to. They've just brought in Jamarco Jones to push Dylan Radins. And I mean, this is a second round pick that we still haven't really seen. I think John Robinson and Mike Vrabel owe it to themselves to see what they have in Dylan Radins. I get it. His development has been slow. He's been slow coming along. Didn't get elite coaching at, a, at the D2 level in college. Shout out a season due to COVID. Uh, so, you need to you need to see what you have this season in your second round pick. You can't go ahead and just throw that in the garbage just yet. Um, so so he's still unproven. I don't know that drafting Cade Mays makes a lot of sense. I think you okay. can spend that, that that you know those mid round draft picks somewhere else. Where I'm going with this is, and I wrote a story about this early in March. I think Velas Jones Jr. is exactly who the Titans need in the late rounds. Okay, John Robinson. He's had some success in finding, you know, key contributors in the late rounds since he came on as GM. Jayon Brown, 
Tajay Sharp contributed, you know, at a, you know. No, fair level. I mean, for a fifth-round yeah. pick, Tajay Sharp was not he, terrible. He, he, he didn't blow anyone out of the water, but he contributed. Low ceiling, he whatever, for, you know. Few yeah. years. Uh, Dane Cruikshank, David Long, probably his best one. That he could, that came in the sixth. But Velas Jones Jr., you know, at USC, and we mentioned how he's going to turn 25 in May. At USC, he had to play behind guys like Michael Pittman Jr., uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, both in the NFL, Drake London, who's probably going to be drafted in the top half of the first round. So I don't know that USC was the best fit for him. When he came to Tennessee last year, I, I think that, you know, scouts probably saw what they needed to see out of him. He's an NFL-type player. And, you know, he was the SEC Special Teams Player of the Year. The Titans don't need to draft a starting receiver on day three. But a 25-year-old, you know, a mature guy, you would assume, comes in to, to play, uh, you know, in the return game where he did, he fared so well in college, especially at Tennessee last year. He had a 96-yard touchdown on a kickoff return against South Alabama, which is actually, you know, right around where he's from, which was a, which was a huge play in that game. Uh, and, you know, everyone's high on Calvin Austin out of Memphis. He ran sure. a 4-3-2. Velas Jones Jr. ran a 4-3-1. They have the same speed. And, you know, that's it's so rare to find a guy like that. But we talked yesterday about, and, and a, a bit on um, Wednesday, about how you don't want to draft, and I, I, I hit on this pretty hard, you don't want to draft a guy strictly for speed in the first round. We've seen some huge busts. John John Ross comes to mind immediately, right? And with Villas Jones Jr., he stands six foot tall, so you're not really compromising size for speed here. You can get a little bit of both, and we know how much Tannehill loves those big uh, catch radiuses from his receivers. I, I just think that he makes a lot of sense, especially in a late round pick. I think you could maybe, you know, find yourself a key contributor on special teams. And if somebody goes down on offense, maybe Marcus Johnson, Chester Rogers, if they choose to bring Marcus Johnson back, uh, you know, he could fit in at the slot when need be. I, I just think he provides some versatility and it, it's not a throwaway pick, right? You can, you can get something out of Ellis Jones Jr. In the fifth well, or sixth round where he's, where, where he's you immediately, might not be able to he's immediately your punt returner. He's immediately your kick returner in an upgrade over everybody you've had the last couple of years, right? Like the last, the last like return guy that you felt pretty good about was Darius Jennings. Remember when Darius Jennings like led the yeah. NFL in average kick return yards in like mm -hmm. 2018? Yeah, there's been a lot of football played since then, and they haven't had anybody. You know, they they tried Darrington Evans. My God, they lasted way too long for Dory Jackson. They, you know, Chester Rogers at least would catch the ball and not fumble it away. But you need somebody who can change and get you uh, a first down plus some in the return game. And Bellis Jones Jr. can do that immediately. Plus, I think his body type. Like, I like Calvin Johnson too. I'm sorry, Calvin, Calvin Austin. Austin. I, I, of course, everybody loves Calvin Johnson. Cal, Calvin Johnson I like, can kill whenever he wants. Yes, yeah, for sure. Even at he's probably only like 35. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Calvin Austin, I like him a lot. Like, I think he's intriguing. And he's probably going to be drafted ahead of Velas Jones Jr. But Calvin Austin's like 175 pounds. I think Velas Jones Jr. does have an extra 15, 20 pounds on Calvin Austin legitimately. And I think that means a lot when you get to the NFL to be able to take hits, especially as a return guy and an undersized wide receiver that might be used as a gadget player. But here's my thing about Velas Jones, Jack. I agree with you. He's a good fit for a fifth round or sixth round pick. But you can only draft Velas Jones Jr., in my opinion, if you draft a receiver high. 
Vellis Jones Jr. has to be the second receiver drafted by the Titans in this draft. Let's say you get Traylon Burks at 26 in the, in the, oh, yeah. in the first round. Then you go, I don't know, offensive lineman in the, in the third. Then you get another uh, tight end in the fourth and maybe another like edge guy in the fourth. Okay, now Vellis Jones Jr. makes sense in the fifth round. You can do that because you've got your higher-end wide receiver in the first, and he he complements and fills out that wide receiver group because now you're looking at A.J. Brown, Robert Woods, Traylon Burks, NWI, Bellis Jones Jr. Ooh. I can I like that five. That five gets me excited because the back half of the five, the, the NWI and the and Bellis Jones, those guys help you on a special team. So they give you value on game day. So that is where I say that's the that's how you can draft Bellis Jones Jr. And you bring up a great point because last year, you know, the Titans waited to the late rounds. They they waited to get Des Fitzpatrick, Racy McMath. If you find a guy early, like Traylon Burks, we had a show about that on Wednesday, how, you know, if you go and get the big, he's got Julio size, but he's younger, healthier, dominated defenses at Arkansas, had nearly 200 yards against Alabama. You bring that guy in in the first round, and that doesn't put as much pressure on the Titans with Velas Jones Jr., you know. You can let him work and figure it out as a special teams guy, as a return guy. Because in college, he helped out the Vols, you know, enormously in that area. Field position was a huge advantage for the Vols. And, you know, they used it a handful of times um, throughout the season to their advantage. His numbers in college were pretty impressive as well. If you just look at his return statistics, 27.3 yards per kick return, 15 yards per punt return. You get 15 yards per punt return in the NFL. You're doing something right. You're going to beat a lot of teams getting that. So I, I do think that he adds an element of surprise and, and and, and a special teams effect that, you know, that guy you're going to take in the first round, you don't want to put him on special teams. You don't need to put him out there on special teams. But yeah. finding a guy in day three to contribute, and I know a lot of people were upset with Chester Rogers at different times in the year, but he was actually pretty solid. I think he finished somewhere in the top six in punt return yards in the NFL. So he did a solid job on punt return. Yeah. But he doesn't have that breakaway speed, that 4-3-1 speed. That yeah, he had a couple really nice. He busted one for like 50-plus. Um, you know, he did have the Texans turnover in Nissan Stadium at home that really ended that game, if you remember that, uh, but it, with a muff punt off of his foot. Now, Lee Hobbs says Calvin Austin is a great return man. I've seen every snap of his in college. And I look, I, here's what I think about Calvin Austin out of Memphis, is you can draft Calvin Austin in the third round if you don't go wide receiver in the first. Right? Like, that's... That's where that's because you have to think about the board and how it plays out and where these guys are projected to go. Bellis Jones Jr. much later than Calvin Austin. So you're not going to pick Calvin Austin after you pick a first round wide receiver. So Calvin Austin is more of a that's your one wide receiver in this draft class high that you might have to move up for in the third round. See, and that's a risky game to play. Yes, I think that drafting speed at the wide receiver position is a risky game to play, especially when they aren't big. I mean, six foot's big enough. Robert Woods is six foot flat. You know, he's about the same size as Villas Jones, maybe a little bit bigger, maybe weighs, you know, five, 10 pounds heavier. But, you know, you're not compromising size. He's still six foot tall. He can go out and make contested catches. He can burn teams deep, which is what he did at Tennessee. And, you know, maybe it just took some time for him in college. He didn't get to play out wide a whole bunch at USC because of the guys that I mentioned 
that he had to play behind that are now in the NFL or will be in the NFL after after you know April's draft. Yeah. So I, I just believe that Velas Jones Jr. can contribute the most for this Titans team. I mean, Alante Taylor, if that's where he if that's where he fits in that dime package where he's over the tight end, that would make a lot of sense. The Titans still have to find that guy, in my opinion. I don't know that AJ Moore can do that. So if Alante Taylor can come in and, and contribute that way, that would be massive for this team because of you know we mentioned yesterday, seventeen percent of the time the Titans like to run that dime package. It's the most in the NFL. And with the tight ends in the AFC, that's something you have to consider. You have to have a guy who can kind of limit those dudes. Yeah. If Alante Taylor can do that, that would be a dream come true for John Robinson, Mike Rabel, and this Titans team. But uh, for me, the perfect fit, the right fit, without taking a huge gamble, and we know that Robinson loves to gamble in the draft, I, I think Velas Jones Jr. is a pretty safe play in day three. Yeah, I do too. Because when you look at when you're trying to, to split the hairs between Alante, Cade Mays, and Vellis, Alante's draft capital, you're probably gonna have to spend too much draft capital for a third round pick for a part time player. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like no, that right. third the round like, your buck is not there. Yeah. And so w- without having a second round pick, the Titans don't have it right now. It's hard to pick that part time of a player with your second top 100 pick at 90 overall. I think your first round pick and your third round pick have to be key contributors and guys who are going to play snaps. That's why wide receiver, offensive line, and tight end are, I think, the positions the Titans need to go with the first and the third round pick. That doesn't The DB just doesn't have enough reps to go fill that out. But I think, Caden, if I were to rank these guys... I'd say I think Velas Jones Jr. ranks top for top of these of these guys. I would agree. Then Cade Mays, because really? I think De- I think Demetrius made a really good point. Mays is intriguing because he can play multiple positions on the offensive line, which Vrabel likes. He is, and John Robinson likes to think about the year ahead when he's drafting now. Right? Currently, there is a hole at left guard. It might be Dylan Radens. It might be Jamarco Jones, but somebody's got to play right tackle. And so Vrabel already said Jamarco Jones will begin his training camp at the guard position. Nate Davis is also on a contract year. Aaron Brewer is significantly undersized. And I I think is a good backup, but I don't know what Aaron Brewer's long-term future is as a starter potential. But if you draft Kate Bay's fourth round now, I think he can compete at left guard, play snacks, and then whatever happens with Nate Davis, you've got Cade Mays to help you out at one guard, so maybe you don't have to replace multiple uh, both guards the following year. So I think Velas Jones Jr. one, Cade Mays two, and then Alante Taylor. I like Alante Taylor a lot. He's exactly what you're looking for in a DB. Physical, long, fast, can jump, 40-plus inch vertical, explosive, all of these things, right? Long ass, long ass arms, good ball skills because he played a lot of wide receiver coming out of high school. But I just think Alante Taylor's draft capital too expensive for the Titans to spend on him. The question was though, you know, which former Vol fits the Titans' needs more, and that's why I don't think Cade Mays should be too. I think it's it's whether you have Taylor one or Jones two; it, those, those are your top two guys. They've, they, while they don't have a starting left guard yet, 
they've got two guys who are capable of, of, of starting at that position, including a second round pick from last season. So I don't think that bringing him in would necessarily be the great idea, a great idea. If you're looking for contributors this season down the road, you're right. He does like to look ahead as most good GMs do. It's not just about this year. It's about the next four. Um, Nate Davis, if he has another year like he did last year, where you know the lows are low, but you know when he's playing well, it works. Yeah. It's it's a little. It was a little too inconsistent at that right guard position. And sure, maybe bring him in. You know, like I said, to light a fire under Nate Davis to get him right for this season. It's a big year for him, having to start next to a new right tackle. You know, that's going to be a tough. That's going to be tough on that right side of the offensive line, especially early in the season. Yeah, maybe have an insurance policy behind Nate Davis. I think that that makes sense, but when it comes to the perfect fit for what the Titans need in this draft, it's wide receiver and maybe a, a, a mid-round DB who you, you know can fill the shoes that Dane Crookshank just left open. Yeah, okay, and, and yeah, also uh, like just like I said, uh, Nate Davis is in a contract year. Amani Hooker's in a contract year, so and, and you don't really and you don't know what you're getting in Caleb Farley because of his situation. So you you definitely need more uh, defensive back depth. So a couple comments uh, for you guys. From you guys, Ed says O line the first round, still running team. Uh, Eric says Velas fits better. Mark Jones says Velas Jones. Uh, K uh, Malachi says Cade Mays. After hearing Austin talk more about the offensive line, you need more O line help than wide receiver right now. That O line scares Ma Malachi there. Uh, then uh, David says plus you got to get a lot. You get cookies when Alante gets an interception, and then our guy Zach Reagan at A to Z Sports.com says got to uh, get Alante a cookie endorsement. If he lands in Nashville, and I got, I'll say this. I have the cookie in mind. I, there is a cookie that I've had twice in the last month. That is just absolutely phenomenal. Is it one of your vegan cookies? No, it's not. It really? is uh, it's okay. at a coffee shop uh, where I've had a couple of business meetings and I saw, I, I, I felt bad about being in the coffee shop for a meeting and not buying anything. I spotted this cookie and I was like, Ooh, that looks good. <laughs> then I ate the cookie and I was like, Holy bleep. That's the best cookie I've ever had in my life. So then we had a follow-up meeting there. Same place. Got the cookie again. It's that damn good. So if Volante if wants a cookie deal, I know where to go. I know where to go. And I'm not going to give out where the cookie is or the brain of the cookie because they're not paying me to do that. Yeah, that's fair. No free shout out to, as the boys on the bus would say. Yes. Uh, yeah, for sure. A to Z sports uh, here live um, on this uh, Friday show. Man, I'm kind of talking myself into Cade Mays. I know you are. I can I can sense that. I you know, and it, it, but my thing is, can lightning strike twice? Uh, and I know that that's a silly question to ask because Trey Smith and Cade Mays are completely different players, and this is a completely different draft. And it really matters. The fit matters in the draft. There are some good players that just land with the wrong team, and for whatever reason, it just doesn't ever work out. But for Trey Smith to come in out of the sixth round. Every single team passed on him. The Chiefs passed on him five times before they took him in the sixth round. This was a guy who had, you know, day one, maybe day two talent that fell all the way to the sixth. The Chiefs will now probably lock him up for the next decade, and he's going to be mowing down defensive linemen, uh, helping establish a Chiefs run game, which has been non-existent um, kind of over the last handful of years. But it's just hard for me to believe, and it's, this is no slight to Cade Mays. He's had injury issues. You know, Trey Smith had the medical issues that, you know, the Vols figured out in his last year up there. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure they have a, a good idea on how to handle that stuff in KC. But 
I, I don't know. For Cade Mays to work out in the mid-round, so just come in and dominate as an interior offensive lineman, that seems like a stretch to me. Unless Tennessee has just turned into this interior offensive lineman factory, which, I mean, I think Vols fans would be happy if that was the case. Sure. Uh, but, I mean, here's the good thing, is that if the Titans do draft any of these three guys, I think we've we've made really good sales pitches of why it's a good pick, right? Yeah, you, you can definitely validate these any of those three draft picks. And they're, they're guys, you know, that could be UDFAs or sixth, seventh round picks. Uh, they, they could fit with the Titans. They're going to have to figure that out, you know, probably after the draft. But those three dudes are, are the three guys that will hear their names called on draft day, no doubt about it. Yeah. So. Uh, John John goes all caps. It, you know, when you go – I hate when you go all caps, but it, it does catch my attention. So I'm not going to – uh, John says, move, John. we need O-line. Only thing scary than our O-line would be Ray Charles <laughs> driving a car. Like, oh my gosh, what a comment. Good work, John. You're you're firing on all cylinders on this Friday. Uh, geez. And then... Uh, <laughs> Ray Charles driving a car. That's really funny. Um, Demetrius says, so we're calling Alante Taylor the cookie monster if the Titans draft him, right? Uh, and then that definitely goes along a, with it would be a good nickname, you know, for the tickle mind. Exactly. Yeah. David Haynes is on it. Yep. There yeah, you go. David, David's David's mind's working, you know, just the cookie monster and the tickle monster is just and then Titan says the Sesame Street defense. <laughs> 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 Who's Big Bird? Bud Dupree? Yeah, I mean that's, that's you, you gotta find an Ernie. In a Burt. I, I don't know that they can do that in one off season. Uh Burt and Ernie would be uh <laughs> Uh, Bert and Ernie would be David Long Jr. and Zach Cunningham. One's <laughs> short, one's tall. <laughs> Does that make like Danico Autry Big Bird? I feel like that makes no, sense. Bud Dupree's Big Bird. Uh, uh, let's see. Who's the Harold Landry's the count because he keeps counting up sacks. Let's keep I going like with this. Um, who's Oscar the Grouch? Jeff Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want to piss Jeff Simmons off. He may be Oscar the Grouch. Man, I, I now that's, I'm a fun, that's a fun game to play. Yeah, who would uh, Kevin Byard be? Well, let's get uh, Kevin. Byard yeah, that, I don't know. I, I'm kind of out of. Um, yeah, yeah, Elmo. You know, like the. Elmo. I mean, nobody's I Elmo. Elmo. You can't really Christian Fulton. Uh, Elijah Molden would be a good Elmo. Yeah, Elijah Molden's Elmo. Mm -hmm. You're exactly right. Yeah. But that's all the uh, that's all the Sesame Street characters I know. But I that's feel like we did a good job with this. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Pretty good work. <laughs> good work, chat. Hey, by the way, keep those coming in. <laughs> yes. Who on the Titans defense? Most resembles a character from Sesame Street, or play, uh, or has the play style of you know the attitude of. Or you could go, or you could go ironic and make Bud Dupree Elmo, right? Why? Why would Bud Dupree be Elmo? Because it's like calling a, a big guy tiny. Yeah, I don't know. I think Elijah Molden's a perfect Elmo. Elijah Molden's Elmo. Bud Dupree is Big Bird. <laughs> I, I do like Harold Landry as the count because he's counting up the sacks. I like the Burton Ernie inside linebacker duo. I think that's really funny. Snuffleupagus. Who's Snuffleupagus? <laughs> <laughs> that could be, that's then that could be Danico Autry if he's the big ass dog. I, I, I don't I like know. The, I like the Snuffleupagus. I'm the just, big ass dog. He he did go to Mississippi State. He's a he's a big ass bulldog. Now see now here's the problem because now we're getting uh, Billy Jones saying Lawan is animal, um, and we're seeing uh, somebody else saying Brian saying Gonzo. Now we're com we're combining Sesame Street and the Muppets, and we can't do that. We have to we have to pick no one. crossovers. Yeah, no, you cannot combine Sesame Street and the Muppets. 
Oh, this was fun though. I like keep them coming in. I'm laughing at all of these guys. Wait, who was the Cookie Monster? Oh, Alante. Right? That's what started yeah. this whole thing. Is is Cookie Monster Sesame Street? Yes, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> okay, I yeah. All right, I made myself laugh enough. Okay, that was so awesome. That was good. I'm I'm very. I was actually more of a Muppet guy than I was Sesame Street too. Maybe maybe we'll do that for a Would You Rather or something like that later on. Kermit. Kermit's the Muppets, guys. Come on. Stop combining the two. <laughs> Here comes the Kermit comments. Yeah, yeah. Oh. We don't need it. Nobody's Miss Piggy either. All right, A to Z Sports here live on this Friday. Kind of getting off the rails. Let's get back on the rails and let's have. Let's do it. This is not a college basketball topic. It's a personality topic, right? It's which side are you on? Do you want to see Coach K, who is arguably the greatest college basketball coach? that's played, right? Men's basketball coach that is coached. Do you want Coach K to be able to ride out on top in a national championship game? Or would you love the dramatics of North Carolina ending Coach K's career? Would you would you want Coach K to ride out on this on, on top? Or would you love the dramatics of North Carolina ending coach K's career. I wish I, I want to know what side people are on because I, this, this topic fascinates me to be honest. Uh, but real quick, let me tell you guys about the bone and joint Institute, bone and joint TN.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever you get hurt in life, know who to go to know who to trust. That's the bone and joint Institute of Franklin. Uh, they've got, over a dozen physicians there at the Bone and Joint Institute who specialize in any type of joint injury you could possibly have. So, again, trust them. The rehab facility is phenomenal there as well. Satellite campuses in Nolensville, Brentwood, and in Thompson Station. So, hit them up, boneandjointtn.org. Bet MGM, it's the king of sports books. Download this app as soon as the show ends. If you're a sports better and you don't have this app on your phone, you're doing it wrong. Use that promo code you see on your screen, A to Z Sports, and cash in on a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Bet it however you'd like. They've got a wide variety uh, of different sports, different games. You can do in-game betting. You could do same-game parlays. The options are endless on BetMGM. Make sure to use that promo code A to Z Sports to cash in on a risk-free bet up to $1,000 today. Also, uh, don't forget, tomorrow morning, uh, we're going to have A to Z Sports picks to get you ready for these last games, uh, the two games on Saturday. Uh, so A to Z Sports picks tomorrow at 10.30 a.m. Central Time. Alan Bell, Brian Edwards, they've been doing great stuff for the tournament oh, yeah. all tourney long. So check them out on these same channels. They'll go live again at 10.30 a.m. Central Time Saturday morning to get you ready for the two games Saturday night. Uh, that's uh, presented by BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee-only new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Awards issued with nominal trouble free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days. And for problem gambling support, call Tennessee Redline at 1-800-889-9789. So, Jack, I want you to go to the comment section. Do people want Coach K to ride out on the sunset or for North Carolina to dump all over Coach K's retirement and end his career in the Final Four. What what are people saying the most? Jeff saying Coach K. We're seeing uh, another Coach K. Coach K all the way. Robert wants UNC. Whoever the underdog is, I'm rooting for. I believe North Carolina is a four point underdog. The last I checked, Brent Matlock says Coach K. Definitely pro Coach K says Bobby. UNC baby. Adam Cruz. 
Coach K wins, says Jack Jack Hughes. You know, it, it, it does feel like a fairy tale ending maybe coming up. Sorry, Coach K, been a UNC fan forever. Hope they get another, says David. North Carolina, says Mark. Donald, says Coach K, but he thinks UNC is going to get it done. Billy, Coach K. G-Man, Coach K. Carolina already peed on the K parade for his last home game. That's right. Not senior night. It was Coach K night. UNC with the upset, says Eric Castillo. So, I mean, we got a pretty split chat. UNC, uh, Gotar Hills, says Jeff Sawyer. Um, Turn Turn out the lights. The party's over, K. I like that comment. Uh, we got a, this is a pretty split comment section. Ooh, here, here's here, Jacob. Jacob on YouTube says, I win 750 bucks if Duke wins a title, and I'm still rooting against Coach K. He's that big of a scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, maybe it's time to hedge your bet and cheer for the cheer for the no, yeah. Um, Jack, you're a Vandy basketball fan, right? I'm yeah. obviously a Tennessee basketball fan. Um, but I feel like when you were a kid, you picked one. Even if you're a fan of a different team in a different conference, just like Yankees, Red Sox, you always picked a side. You picked a side of the big rivalries that you had nothing to do with because mm-hmm. they were important. Yankees, picked- Red Sox, you had a team. Duke, UNC, you had a team. All the big, the big rivalry. I mean, you could have had a team, Bears, Packers, but I feel like I, I think I think for me it was just Yankees, Red Sox, UNC, Duke. Those are the only two yeah. rivalries that I had nothing to do with that I picked a side. I picked Red Sox and I picked North Carolina. I'm not a Duke person. Yeah, it's interesting because I'm on the same side as you. Yeah. Uh, my granddad loved the Red Sox, and I just never got behind the Yankees. I don't like the way they do business up there. And I think it's ridiculous, by the way, that they – oh, man. I, if you have a beard and you play for the Yankees, you got to shave it off. you got to play with a sh- shaved face every single day. Oh, that's, that's such a terrible – imagine – oh, man, that would just be tough to shave your face every single day playing baseball. A very superstitious sport where, you know, you got to have your playoff beard rocking. In hockey, they would never allow that. They would just never. People's people's faces would get too dry with how cold it is down there. But that that's not that's not really going towards this question, is it? So for, for me, UNC Duke, I'm, I'm siding with UNC. I kind of always have. I loved back in the day the Tyler Hansborough, the bloody face, just the muck it up guy. Duke Duke kind of always seemed like the country club kid. Um, with Coach K running the show. And Vandy, if there are any Vandy fans in here, I would imagine there are at least one or two. Um, in, in 1979, Vandy had the opportunity to hire Coach K. They instead hired Richard Schmidt, who coached Vanderbilt for two years, benched the star players after a 10-3 and start, and the season went to all hell, fired after two years. Coach K goes on, I think this is his 12th or 13th final four at Duke. It's just so much pain I'm, I'm having to deal with. So I'm going. I'm going UNC. I love that they spoiled it on Coach K night slash Senior night yep. in in Durham as like an 11 point underdog. Yeah, so. was, I remember because uh, I took I took uh, unfortunately Duke uh, the Duke first half spread at BetMGM. I think it was like minus five and a half first half, and I took it because I thought they'd come up juiced and at least be up in the first half. You know. But UNC is so hot right now. They're oh, on fire, man. Caleb Love, that guy, that guy is uh, on fire. They got Baycott down low. He's a tough guy to deal with down in the post. And Mark Williams for Duke, he's a guy that could handle it. But he's more, he's more thin and long. While while Baycott's kind of built, you know. I can't I, stand Baycott. I, I I can't stand that guy. Like I, I, there's something about him that just drives me crazy. I, I am on the, I am absolutely on the 
UNC side of this, I would love to watch North Carolina cut down Duke in Coach K's final opportunity. But, man, Baycock just drives me insane. There's something about his face that just makes me not like him that much. <laughs> Is it the headband? No, like the headband. no. There's just something about how he looks and his facial expressions that I don't, that don't sit well with me. I just don't I, like him. He, he's one. He's absolutely one of those guys who I would love him if he was on my team. <laughs> but I hate – I can't stand that guy. Big, big Jeff's with you, man. Je- Jeff's ready to – you know, to take out violence upon yeah, I just, there's something about his facial expressions. It's, I had the same problem with LeBron James. LeBron James facial expressions drive me insane. I, I can't stay. Oh, That's I why love, I'm anti LeBron. I love Bron Bron. But, uh, yeah, tonight, I, or I mean, excuse me, this weekend, I, I think I'm going to be pulling for UNC. I, I do think the coach, I, I don't know that Duke has enough to win it all. I love watching Paolo Bancaro. I think he's the second best player in this upcoming draft class behind Jabari Smith, who yeah. can hit from anywhere. Chet Holmgren's still got work to do on his body. I don't know that he's NBA, you know, that he's durable enough for the NBA right now with how thin he is. But I do love watching Paolo Bancaro, the smoothest turnaround in college basketball right now. He's a guy that could take over at any minute. If he gets hot, I mean, it could be it could be curtains for the for the Tar Heels. But for me, I, I'm, I'm not going the Coach K route. I'd like to see this end in tragedy. Um, give me UNC. Give me the Tar Heels plus four. Give me them outright to beat Duke. And if for whatever reason Duke does advance, I think Kansas is going to be too much to handle in the national championship game. Yeah, I get you that. I get you that. Uh, before we get to Ain't That Good News, because I'm, I'm very excited about our, our, our good news segment uh, coming up here in a second. But Mark says, number one versus number two, Grizz Sun tonight. Good measuring stick without John Morant to see how the, how yeah. the Grizz stack up. Jack, uh, as, our, uh, as the A to Z Sports Grizz analyst, uh, how do you feel about uh, the Grizz have been unbelievable this season, but you know, big game tonight against the Suns. Yeah, they're not going to be playing a lot of their big guys. Uh, I, I think tonight's going to be a big night for rest for Memphis. Uh, they're seven and a half point dogs. Last I checked, I, I believe I checked this morning, um, just to make sure. But yeah, I, I think they're going to be resting a handful of dudes. Jaron Jackson Jr. sat out with you know just to. This is all kind of load management, but they label it as a thigh injury. John Morant, he's still dealing with that tweaked knee. He's eligible to return, I believe, on April 7th. Okay. But, you know, why would he come back? The Grizzlies have already secured the two seed. They've secured the division title. They have nothing else to gain. You know, I mean, they. you can say, well, it's a pride thing going up against the number one seed. And Mark brings up a good point. I, I wrote about this the other day. 19-2 and two is the Grizzlies' record without John Moran. 19-2. and two. That's not against the spread. That is straight up. And they're beating a lot of these teams by double digits. Oh, so, don't they have the most 25 point plus victories in like the long yes. and a, yeah, they're crushing people. Yeah, a I lot mean, of time. And, and that's why it's kind of been a season of firsts for the Memphis yeah. Grizzlies. Yeah. Um, Desmond Bain, he's taken over first place for the single season three point record past Mike Miller, who did it in 06 07. John Morant started his first all star game. I mean, what a season he's had. And now they win their first division title in franchise history. This is a year to remember for Grizzlies fans, and it's not going to stop. Um, you know, they haven't won a playoff series since I believe 2014, 2015. I think th- I, I'm I'm fairly confident that they're going to get there. They're going to be playing the seven seed. So whoever comes out of that play-in tournament, um, they're going to be they're going to be probably lined up against. So I, I don't know that the Grizzlies will play well tonight. Uh, honestly, with the Suns' defense, I think that it's a game to take the under, and I think the total's at 228. So there's you, there's your little pick for the weekend. Build there your bankroll. Take the under in the Grizzlies' game because they're going to be resting a lot of their key starters. 
Uh, good insight there. I appreciate that. I actually need something. To, I need a pick tonight for BetMGM. I got my March matchups parlay boost uh, every day in the month of March. So you got to use them on something because yeah. wait, March is over. Oh no, what's happening? Do I have <laughs> one? I have. I haven't opened the BetMGM app today. I got to check that out. Anyway, uh, so yeah, good stuff. And A to Z Sports picks will be live tomorrow morning at ten thirty Central Time. All right. Ain't that good news. I'm pretty pumped about our ain't that good news uh, this week. But first, let me tell you guys about Wilson County Hyundai. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Check it out uh, if to make them a part of your new car buying process. Because it is tough to buy a car right now with what's going on in the world today. So go to somewhere you can trust. Somewhere where you won't feel dirty uh, walking onto a car lot because a lot of places you feel dirty walking onto a car lot. Not at Wilson County Hyundai with what Payne Bone and his team do in Lebanon. It's easy. Go check him out in Lebanon or hit him up at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Download the BetMGM app. I just mentioned the under in that in that Memphis Phoenix game tonight. Use promo code A to Z Sports when you download the app. You'll get a risk free bet up to one thousand dollars. It's an absolute must to have the BetMGM app on your phone if you're a sports better. You get, like Austin mentioned, odds boosts, all kinds of stuff. They're handing you money constantly on that app. So make sure to download it. Use that promo code you see on your screen, A to Z Sports, and cash in on this risk-free bet up to $1,000. Ain't that good news every Friday to send us to the weekend. So bring on the good news uh, if you've got it. Uh, so I'm just laughing at Louis A to Z Moscow, A to Z Spain. I don't think A to Z is going to be expanding to Russia anytime yeah, soon. Get, get, give us five years and we'll think about it. You know, that's I something to consider. Probably not going to be on, <laughs> on the docket there with what's going on. Yeah. Jeff says, I have a long awaited good news. So Here, I'll go ahead and, and read Jeff's good news. He says, uh, meet and greet at Disney are finally coming back. April 18th, he can finally hug Mickey again. I mean, if that, hey, if that's your thing, that's great news. That, I that, mean, that's it, fantastic news. As a grown man, Jeff, uh, you know, I'm going to question your good news a little bit here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I get it for like the kids' sake. And I, Jeff, Big Ten Jeff's been watching the show every day for a while. Pretty sure he does not have kids. So <laughs> Big Ten Jeff giving off, off a little bit of interesting vibes here with being so excited with hugging Mickey Mouse. Yeah, that's a that's a bit suspect, Victor. <laughs> yeah. Zach Goodman. Three more weeks till mullet toss at Florabama down in Gulf Shores. Hey, that that that's, that sounds like a fun time. Florabama. Do you know what mullet toss is? I don't know what mullet toss. Me either. Sounds like you look like a guy who would know what mullet toss is. What is that supposed to mean? You went to Ole Miss. I feel like. I feel yeah, like that... but I mean, uh, I'm not a mullet guy. I, I I can barely grow enough hair to keep it. That's why I got to wear a hat. Because every time I don't wear a hat, I get roasted alive in here. Yeah, looking like G.I. Jack coming up soon, right? <laughs> oh, my God. Keep my name out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you walked into that one. You walked into that one. All right, oh, Dave, this is good news. Finally warm enough to get in some trigger, trigger therapy at the gun range tomorrow. That, I don't know where you are, David, but it ain't warm here. Um, so uh, let's see. Uh, Mark says Grizzlies, Vols, Titans, Tennessee sports are all relevant. Not not incorrect. Uh, Dylan says his good news is dad just turned 60. Happy birthday to uh, Dylan's dad, Mr. Huckabee. Um, good news is payday money from Demetrius. That's right, Demetrius. Go, 
Get you James says, after a four-month recovery from COVID, pneumonia, and two bouts of a collapsed lung, I'm finally feeling better and don't have any more restrictions with everyday hell life. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, James, that is hell. But uh, I'm glad you're through it. And I had no idea. James watched the show a lot. I had no idea James was going through uh, anything like that. So, um, yeah. So, And David's in Colorado, where I guess it's, it's warm enough there, too. All right, Jack, what is your good news? Man, uh, you know, I was going back and forth. I, I'm immediately after the show ends, I'm getting in a car. We're driving five hours down to Meridian, Mississippi. I've got a wedding to attend. But that's not my good news today. That is good news. Free beer, free food this weekend. I'm very excited about that. However, my good news is the Tennessee Volunteers are strutting into Nashville. There's a matchup on the diamond. There's three of them this weekend. Tennessee Vols come into town ranked number one. Vanderbilt, this is a team that's been there before. They've won a they've won a few national titles. I don't know if you've heard about it. Vols, a few national titles? Vols, they've won two. Two. Vols, two is a couple. A couple, whatever. Same few thing. Few is three or a, more. A couple more than the Vols have over Okay, there. that's fair. So the last time, uh, you know, Tennessee teams ranked number one coming into Nashville. They don't do too hot. I remember back in the day, mid-2000s, February 26th. It was my birthday. It was February, snowing. Tw- February 26, 2008. That's right. It was snowing. Yeah. On my birthday, school got canceled the next day. I was in the house at Memorial Gym. The doors took down the Vols in a big upset. I, that's going to happen again this weekend. Mark my words. The Vols are hot. They've got a great staff. They've got some big bats as well. But Vanderbilt, they, they're coming off a bad series loss to South Carolina. Tim Corbin won't stand for this. It's a younger Vandy team. After losing Jack Leiter and Kumar Rocker, it's going to be tough this season to pull off a natty. I don't think that that's going to happen. But what I know is going to happen is Vandy's going to win this series this weekend. That's my good news. The Vols are going down. Vanderbilt still owns Nashville on the diamond. All right. Okay. Interesting. Uh, you're calling your shot. Calling it didn't happen. Shot. Didn't happen very well when uh, your alma mater, Ole Miss, called uh, oh, yeah. their shot last weekend. They're not going to bring out Clark Lee to throw a golf ball. That's that's what they're not going to do. Yeah, probably so. All right, my good news is it is April 1st, so there is no April Fool's jokes jokes on this show. We are not doing that here on A to Z Live. Uh, But I will say, we are one month in to our expansion. If you remember, one month ago, uh, Zach and I told you guys that we are expanding into five new markets on our website, A to Z Sports.com, Pittsburgh, Chicago, Green Bay, Tampa, and Cincinnati, to go on top of what we already do with Nashville, Dallas, and Kansas City. So we are one month in to this expansion. And wow, I seriously did not expect it to go as well as it has. I played a guessing game with Jack earlier uh, before the show of, hey, guess how many page views the website had in March. (laughs) It took way too long for Jack to get correct. Because okay, to be fair, I don't have access. You don't have access. You don't, yeah, I like don't you talk do. to you every month about how many page views we had. <laughs> but in January, pre-expansion with just Nashville, Dallas, Kansas City, we had 2.3 million page views in the month of January, right? February, smaller month, uh, less interesting month, 1.8 million uh, page views in the month of February. Jack... And everybody, the first month of expansion, 3.5 plus million hits in the month of March. Holy crap. It's working. Yeah. There's some great writers up there doing hard, you know, working really hard. 
And those markets, Green Bay, Cincinnati, there's a lot going on with those teams. Um, I know Green Bay fans are probably just refreshing, refreshing, refreshing every day to see if they can finally bring in a receiver worth something. But uh, that's excellent news from A to Z. I know that there's been a lot of hard work, especially from you and Zach um, up in those markets. So that's fantastic news that it's going well. A to Z, we're going worldwide. Yeah, it's uh, Lucas says, where can we buy stock? Uh, Maybe (laughs) one day, maybe one day. Not right now. But again, no, and and Big Ten Jeff um, bringing up Cincinnati. Cincinnati, I will say this, of the new expansion cities, Green Bay and Cincinnati are really strong right now. And yeah, I mean, I, I definitely am excited about what that means. And so, look, we had four, we had we had 14 million hits all of 2021. Jack, we're closing in on eight million um uh for the year. Three months in. <laughs> we're less than a hundred days in. <laughs> so yeah. Um it's look, it's going great. We're pretty pumped about this. Uh there you go. Hey, if you uh, want to buy stock, get yourself one of these. They're on the A to Z Sports website. Nate says we're definitely getting those free A to Z shirts when Zach and Austin come millionaires. Because we mentioned this. Thank you, Nate. Nate brought this up that everybody gets a free T-shirt when Zach and I become millionaires. That's fine. Everybody gets free shirts. It it took me like a month to get a free shirt, guys. So don't be be waiting on that. Don't counter. No, no, I mean, that was was like two years ago. (laughs) No, I'm playing around. (laughs) All you had to do was ask. All you had to do was ask. Yeah, I know, I know. Now, I whenever we bring on a new a new person, we just gift them a gift package full of hats and shirts. Yeah, we've got gift baskets now. That's how you know it's getting big when you start. No, we don't have gift actual baskets. gift baskets, but we just we just maybe that's an it. idea. Look, hey, I'll contribute. I still got to right. I got to get you a gift basket the next time I'm on the show, don't I? Yeah, magic bucket. Yeah, you do. Uh, I mean, oh, I I need to give you the the credit card information so you don't spend your own money on a gift for me. Uh, anyway, so Bobby, thanks, thank, appreciate that. Bobby says, for those of us here from the beginning, your success feels like our success. Great job, well, absolutely. I mean, you guys, um, you guys are everything, right? We we can't we if we don't have an audience, then we have nothing. Um, so Jeff says, need to buy a shirt. I'll go ahead and do you guys a solid right now. Uh oh, I think we still have this graphic up in here. Yeah, here we go. Thirty percent off AZ thirty. It still works. Just go to the website. AZ30, and uh, we'll get you uh, 30% off with that promo code. I will actually uh, drop that in the chat real quick. Um, it's a great summer hat, by the way. The wind just flows through my hair, what little I have left. Don't make me go G.I. Jack on you again. <laughs> What's messed up is you made that joke before the show Wednesday, and you've yeah. just been holding on to it just – just waiting for the right time to snipe me out of out of the grass, out of the. Top. Well, I mean, you again. You walked into it like like I I had thought about it for I, I again. That's one of those things that I laughed about to myself later on that day of like, man, that was a really good joke, but nobody heard it. <laughs> and then so I was sitting waiting on it. And you just set me right up for it. Yeah, maybe maybe that counts as your present that I that I have to pay for. Maybe maybe that one will count. Just the set up <laughs> the the lead into it, just a a terrible joke relating to my hair. Yes. All right. All right, guys. Uh, thanks a bunch. Uh, enjoy your weekend. Uh, have a great start to April and we will see you guys Monday morning. A to Z sports podcast network, all the original content we have there. Also a to Z sports.com. We got to have, if we had 3.5 million in March, we got to do bigger than that in April. So we got to get to get to writing. So we'll see you guys later on. Have a great weekend. Talk to you later.